Hello and welcome to episode 343 of the Rollo and Slappy Show. Today is February 6, 2023. I am Rollo McFlugel and with his my co-host Slappy Jones. Show notes page for this episode will be mcflugel.com slash 343. Um, and uh, Slappy, how's, uh, how's your week going so far? Mm, so far it's busy. That's got a lot going on. And yeah. I don't, yeah. Um, I don't know how the Flyers or Sixers did this week. I think the Flyers played. Oh, is it All Star Game? Yeah, I think so. I think they played tonight. All right, but they had a they had a successful month in January. So yeah, uh, so that's going to continue. The Eagles another week without losing. Right. That that will continue next week too. I think. Hmm. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Not much to talk about for, uh, I got nothing. No, neither do I. We'll just gloat next week, I guess. Yeah, we'll do, uh, I mean, they already know the outcome. Right, right. So it'll just be fun to gloat. Yep. As is always. Talk about how we're better than everyone else because the football team in our city won. That's that's how it works. Yeah. So we just follow the rules, that's all. Yep. And, uh, but. That means all fans of any other team will be considered losers. Right. And we already knew all that. Yeah. Um, so... Yeah, like we've talked about before, we're not really keeping up with the news. We're not spending much time on the for a podcast. Right. Not spending time on Twitter. (laughs) And you know, it is to to not be spending time I don't miss I don't know about you. I don't I have I don't miss Twitter at all. Every Um, once in a while I kind of be nice to go on, talk to people, but like I I used to pick it up when like I was waiting for something, you know, like, uh, um, I, I don't know, uh, starting on my computer in the morning, I just go browse Twitter or like sitting around, have some downtime, look at Twitter, usually find something funny or interesting. Um, do I miss it? Like, I guess, but I don't, it doesn't hurt me. I don't like, if I never go on again, I won't care. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not saying it's not like once we're done that I won't go back and using it, but it's it's nice to take a break. And it really it's, it's it's been especially nice because I think Bitcoin Twitter is probably all up in a tizzy. I know. Uh, oh, man, we get to miss it all. Right. Poor Qua. Can, uh, <laughs> can't, can't experience all of the people pulling their hair out over... The, uh, the latest thing that has been uh, controversial in the Bitcoin space, which is ordinals and inscriptions. Yeah. So I I am not upset that I'm missing all the debate on this because, well, we'll get into it. Why? So we wanted to take this. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of people. We're still like monitoring some of the group chats we're in and everything. And, and there's sometimes people like pop in and say, Hey, what's going on with these ordinals? What's going on with these inscriptions? It was actually uh, two weeks ago, a friend of ours, friend of the pod, that we actually mentioned this. He mentioned 
uh, he, he sent us an article about yeah. these things and how, oh, it might be a, an attack vector on Bitcoin that now they can have these transactions to take up the entire block. And I was reading through the articles written by, I don't know if he's an Ethereum guy, but at least he's some sort of alt-corner into NFTs and everything. And Which this whole category of NFTs, inscriptions, ordinals, we should just call them vakes. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm looking forward to the most about this episode because I don't, well, I don't want to give it all away, but if this causes Vake to just grind his teeth, good. He yeah. sent us one too many mean messages on <laughs> Fountain. And, you know, uh, we were going to have Vake on several weeks ago, and then Vake just kind of ghosted us. Were we? Yeah, remember I was texting you? It was a while. It was probably more than a couple of weeks ago. It was probably a couple of months ago. I don't even remember what he wanted to talk about. I think Bitcoin has a religion or something. I are you? Is this a bit? Because no, I'm not that clever. Yeah, I don't remember this at all. All right. Well, um, did, you, did we, you text someone else named Rollo this stuff? I may have. My other friend, Rallo, which is a fairly common name in this area. Right. Uh, so. Maybe that's why Vake's so upset, is that we ghosted him. Yeah, that might have been the case. Um, but I actually, believe it or not, I do like Vake. He's all right. Yeah, I'll give him I'm going to with him in person a few times. I met him. Oh, that's right. You did meet him, too. Yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm waiting for him to come to the area. Yeah, he's there. promised that. And, uh, you know, I'm waiting on him to deliver. Yeah, don't hold your breath. No, I won't. I won't. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what else is. I don't have anything else to make fun of Vake about right now. Yeah, I know. It's a problem. We need to get Vake back on so we can do us more material to make fun of him about. Yeah, that's actually a good call. So we'll do that. Vake, you're welcome on the show. And uh, just ignore that last comment Slappy made about... Yeah, we're going to edit that out anyway so he won't hear it. Yeah, I, I don't edit. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, I'm not even going to pretend. Yeah. I think the last time I edited it was when you said... Name drop Mr. someone? Jones. What's that? Yeah, yeah so they name drop someone, huh? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, what were we talking about? Um, Vakes. Right, right, right. Yeah, so this guy who wrote article, article. Someone, someone sent us. Yeah. And uh, I was reading through it, and I was kind of like, all right. This guy doesn't really know what he's talking about um, because, well, we don't have to address this article specifically because I think when we just talk about this kind of stuff, it, it'll all get addressed. So yeah, if I remember, I'll put it in the show notes page, but I will probably forget not or remember. just decide I'm not going to put it in there. <laughs> but if you really want to let, if I don't do that and you really want to read it, Hit me up, and I'll, I'll send you the link. But just not on Twitter. Yeah, just not on Twitter. 
um, <laughs> you have to pay us money on Fountain in order to uh, <laughs> reread it. Although someone did comment on the website, uh, I guess it was late last night or earlier this morning. I got a comment, so you could do that. You go on the web, mcflugel.com, and comment. Yeah, there you go. He asked uh, when when we were when I was going to post the spreadsheet. Ah, and uh, it's soon, soon. I did work on it. I did uh, kind of simplify it and everything, and uh, I want to play around with it a little more, make it so it's a little more user friendly. Yeah, and sure then I have to. What's that? So make make sure it's working. Make sure it looks good. Yep. Well, the the bigger thing is is I don't know exactly how I want. I, I don't know of a better way for like the workflow process. So it's going to kind of be that Rollo mad scientist kind of thing. You have to just do what came out of. However, I just decided to set it up when I did. So I will record a video of, uh, of me playing around with the spreadsheet and using it just so you can see what to do. Because if I tried to explain it or write it down, otherwise, it would just, it wouldn't work. Yeah. So I think this is our best chance is that you'll just have to kind of watch, watch me do it until you understand what you're doing with it. Um, and if it takes a while and it's difficult for you to understand what you're supposed to be doing, well, the good news is, is that it took a while for me to figure out <laughs> How to use it correctly, even though I was the one that made it. So, yeah, so good luck um, to you. Yeah, good luck. No, but I, but you know, all that said, I actually think it's it is pretty useful, and um, I think once you get the hang of it, which shouldn't take that much time, it should be pretty pretty easy and straightforward. You're going to create like a YouTube tutorial, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, just a um, kind of doing the uh, like a screen capture with yeah. with my narration as I'm putting yeah. through stuff, put, putting stuff through it. So be on the lookout for that. I plan to have that. Um, hopefully, it's sometime by the end of this coming weekend. All right. But uh, you know, I got to see how this how my week goes and and everything. So, more on that. But uh, back to these ordinals and inscriptions and everything. It was a recent episode of uh, <laughs> Stefan Lavera's podcast where he interviewed what's his name? Interviewed a guy. The guy who kind of coined or created the ordinals, right? Yeah, he's the ordinal guy. Rodimer. Casey Rottermore. Is that his name? Casey, I know, is his first yeah. name because he said something about Casey in the episode. Yeah, Casey Rottermore or Rod Armor. I don't know. Or Rod Armore. It's episode 456 of the Stephen Lavera podcast. And he had him on just to kind of, because it's everyone's talking about this kind of stuff. It is the Some buzz, people. right? Yeah, 
but people are freaking out. They want to know. And I mean, we're covering it too. So yeah, um, I, I think that's. <laughs> so we'll put the final word on it. So it should, this should end all discussion on it after this episode. This is true. I mean, remember what happened to, uh, what's his name? Andrew uh, Tate. Yeah. After we talked about him. Yeah, that was the end of him. So we have the final word. I was going to just say, like, have you heard anything about Andrew Tate or anything? And then I realized, well, I haven't heard of anything. We haven't been on the Internet. And the only place I think that you actually would hear about him is on Twitter. Yeah, nobody at work uh, was like, hey, did you hear about that guy, Tate? Right. Yeah, it's it's like a big deal. It was a big deal on Twitter, but like no one. one. I don't think it made the, the nightly news. No. Not that I watched that either, but... Right. So let's get into this. This ordinals and inscriptions, so... Inscriptions, yeah. So, I don't know. Do you want to take a stab at it, how it works? Or No. Uh, I mean, what, what I know about it was what, what he was kind of saying on the podcast. And I didn't listen to the whole episode, so I only heard about half of the episode. But um, Casey was saying you download a, a node a full node, and then you run his software on top of it, and it assigns a number to each and every sat that has ever been created. So kind of makes them, you know, no longer fungible. You're not mixing up sats. You're, you're looking at specific sats. So when he said you go back to the Genesis block, and that very first Satoshi that's in there is going to be assigned number one or how, whatever his convention is, and each sat, from there is numbered and every single block just adds to the number. So each single Satoshi is numbered. So what he's saying is you can track each Satoshi. I don't know if that's technically true um, because they're not actually moving, but what what he says is like, you know, the first Satoshi on the block that you mine would be the first one to leave as well. Um, and so you just kind of follow those sats around. Uh, then that is, does that sound like what an ordinal is? Basically, yeah. So from my understanding is that ordinals is the system or the software strategy, whatever you want to call it, the protocol, in order to attempt to track where each Satoshi or each sat is going and headed. Yeah. So it's not, it's not like real it's yeah, just, it's just it's just a kind of it's just a layer on top of of the basic yeah. Bitcoin protocol that um, I think it's by the way that that the ordinals wallet will structure transactions is that it will put um, it, it it'll make sure that the whatever ordinal that you care about is not just like thrown into a random change address or something. Yeah, and now it, I don't. But it's the really, first UTXO in the transaction. I think that's what was. Yeah, uh, I'm not really sure why. I mean, I didn't listen to the whole episode, and I haven't really thought about. It. I don't know why this is desirable. Like uh, Stefan Levera was saying, typically it's like you know you get this gold, then you melt it down and resend it, and so that was kind of how we view a Bitcoin transaction. And this is changing that to each Satoshi is followed. Um, maybe yeah, I guess it's only following the ones that you're, that you're like caring about. Sure. Um, 
And I mean, this was done. Something like this was done before. Um, although it was it was explicitly on the blockchain. It was the colored coins. It was the original NFT, mm-hmm. if you will. And that was like a specific Satoshi. Yeah. Was um, like a, a one Satoshi U- UTXO would be the thing that got transferred around. And you could use that um, for things like... Uh, you could attach some information to it and so whoever was spending that was able to spend that utxo was obviously the person that owned it um like that would only be relevant for things like uh you know establishing ownership of something in the physical world like if you say oh who's got the deed to this house Mm-hmm. And oh, it's that deed. That deed is on this uh, on this UTXO that we can identify here, and um, you can sign a message with that with the with the private key um, associated with that with that UTXO or that public key to prove that you own that own it and therefore own the house. And the only way that, that deed could get transferred is if the owner of that private associated private key spends it to someone else. Um, that's kind of cool. That's kind of neat, but um, we don't really have problems with deeds and that kind of thing. So it's, it was really uh, a solution in search of a problem mm-hmm. um, since there is no way. I mean, it's the same thing with like, do you need a blockchain for it? Is it, is it sound money? If, if the answer is no, then you don't need a blockchain for it. Uh, it's just like the rule of thumb that doesn't seem like it's been broken yet. So it was an interesting, interesting project. It was kind of neat, um, but you know, not really all that useful. And then on top of that, it's you know when you're spending it around, you have to you've got this one Satoshi UTXO that's got to bounce around. So it's probably not the best best. Right, best use of, of of scarce block space. So, I think the idea kind of got abandoned. I was gonna say I haven't heard about that in a long time. Yeah, yeah, it, it's it was. I think it was like something that kind of got looked at. A neat they tried thing it out. See what happens and see what we right. can do with this. And but then they realized kind of, yeah, maybe this isn't something we need, and that's fine. I mean, experimentation is good and everything. Uh, and I think I think the economics and and everything of Bitcoin just kind of worked itself out. And is that hey, this is going to make these transactions really expensive potentially, and it's going to be if if you've you know let's say that uh, Bitcoin gets adopted and you've got to move this colored coin around, and uh, transaction fees are really high it's going to make it difficult mm-hmm. or just expensive to do that. So, uh, and then of course, you know, Ethereum and all these other altcoins, scam coins came around like we have this and an NFT thing that, that uh, non fungible token that this is cool and new. And, and it was wild, know, man. People were spending a lot of money on those things. Right. Started with the crypto kitties and, and then it yeah. became like the board ape kind of thing. And um, it's just silly because, all right, uh, 
the token might be non-fungible like that colored coin is is non-fungible and 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 everything but the pictures that are associated with this they are you just right click it and save it and then copy it copy that exact thing uh yeah but you don't have the private key right right um so maybe some people assign some additional value to uh to the picture when it's associated to the private key whether or not it's actually on a blockchain or just on some someone's uh centralized server that's the other thing they started selling all these nfts and they they weren't actually on the ethereum blockchain oh jeez! it was just like a hash of a uh, website address basically nice yeah so 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 much for your uh, for that it, it, it's just a, a silly thing but so what this do, what ordinals does is it allows for basically these nfts to be put on bitcoin and uh casey refers to these nfts as inscriptions Mm -hmm. that's the term he comes up for and so these inscriptions these pictures these pieces of data are put onto the bitcoin blockchain and uh, they get moved around um with the with the transaction that you that you use in this uh, ordinals wallet or you create in this ordinals wallet so um the way this kind of works is that it, it leverages um something that happened in the segwit soft fork some years ago where and this was made for transaction malleability in order to be able to um do things like have transactions that um, can do things like uh, uh, create lightning channels and everything. So SegWit was a very useful useful thing. And what the SegWit means segregated witness. And so it it separates the witness, which is like the signing of the transaction, from the rest of the transaction. Um, and so what this does is it allows you to when when you're when you're um, submitting your transaction there's this like i don't know if you've ever noticed on like a block explorer or something or when you're creating a transaction and and you have your your fee that you're setting it'll be like sats per v byte Mm -hmm. and that v byte stands for virtual byte because um there still is a one megabyte block size limit on bitcoin that never got changed but because of of SegWit, it actually allows you to put more than a megabyte into a block because um, it's only counting the um, the transaction without the witness script and 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 all that kind of stuff. That's what uh, the Bitcoin nodes consider the transaction proper that. Uh, that that data adds up to you know the one megabyte block size, so you can actually have about four megabytes of data in a block, um, and so that uh, instead of instead of the transaction or size or, or block size, they call it the block weight at four megabytes. So if that might that's a little bit confusing potentially um, if it's kind of new to you, but just understand 
that um yeah that that with segwit um transactions were created a little bit differently that allow for more data to be put into a given block and so that's why if you're if you're listening to kind of stuff and you hear about four megabyte blocks and you're wait, wait, I thought that we only had one megabyte blocks. What happened? Did we hard fork into bigger blocks? No, this was something that, that happened in SegWit that it's just the nature of, of the restructuring of transactions that you're able to fit more stuff. So, um, and then I think something with the taproot soft fork more recently allowed for something i guess you're allowed to fit um there's a a way that that casey figured out a way to add a lot more data than would otherwise be allowed and he said it's stored it's in the witness right yes so in the witness you can like that's where you sign the transaction it also Mm -hmm. allows for certain like scripting things um and i think that's where like the like lightning channels have all Mm -hmm. the or other stuff associated with it but i guess too you're able to just take larger chunks of data um information and in this case files to send along in the transaction so um i don't know i want to go through some of the stuff that uh casey was talking about on stefan levera's show and uh, and also just kind of what I think about it because there's there's a lot of people that um, that are really against this and really are trying to like interested in fighting against it and and I, basically freaking out about it. And uh, first of all, Slappy, like, what do you like? What is your what do you think about all this stuff? Um. <clears throat> so. One, I haven't been freaking out, but I don't think it's a great idea. But that being said, I do think if it's possible, it's going to happen and Bitcoin's going to have to stand up to it and survive and continue on is the short of my answer. Yeah. Yeah. So Um, I'm not worried in the sense that I think this is going to be a splash right now. People are going to try it. People are going to do it. And it's going to go away. Mm-hmm. That's my prediction. I don't think yeah. it's good to load up the blocks. I don't like at least at this point in time. Um, um, I don't think it's great to <laughs> download all their artwork, as he calls it. Um, you know, I, I don't like that, but I can't stop it. It is what Bitcoin is, you know, it, the ability is there. So Bitcoin's going to have to be able to continue on and be money or it's yeah. not going to, and then it's going to be dead, but I don't think that's going to happen. I think Bitcoin will stand up to it and just continue on. And it will be money once people realize there's really not a point to this. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty much there with you. I think it's kind of silly and pointless and it's just a fad. I think that, you know, you can you can try. I'm, I'm not saying that Casey did something necessarily bad by, hey, let me figure this thing out. No, but, you can um, also. I mean, I could kind of argue he did something good because, like, if this is bad for Bitcoin, let's find out right now. Right. 
Yeah, so I, I, you might be able to consider this an attack on Bitcoin uh, because I think it's trying, not trying, but it, it creates a situation where you're just putting undue stress on Bitcoin. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying that Casey is explicitly or intentionally attacking Bitcoin. I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of this guy before. Uh, yeah. Before I, this. Say, I don't know the guy. I don't know of his work, but listening to him on Stefan Levera, he certainly seems sincere and genuine. Right. And like just because I'm calling like an attack on Bitcoin, like it doesn't mean that like, oh, he's a bad, a bad yeah, guy. A bad guy. He's you can inadvertently something. be attacking Bitcoin. Um, like all these, <laughs> anyone that creates an altcoin is attacking Bitcoin. Now they might have, they might. The best intentions. In their in heart, the right. They might think in their heart of hearts, no, I love Bitcoin and I'm doing something that's different, blah, blah, blah. You know, we all know these, these things, but. Um, an attack is an attack, whether or not you are trying to do it or not. Just like using using Bitcoin is an attack on the state. Yeah. And whether or not the person that's using Bitcoin realizes that. Or cares really or loves the state for that matter. Right. Um, but all that said, I, I'm just really not worried about this at all. I think it's I think it'll be a fad. I think... You know, it's getting its attention, and I think half the reason why it's getting attention the way it is is because people are freaking out because I don't think a lot of Bitcoiners, excuse me, I don't think a lot of your, like your your Bitcoiners, at least like the guy people on Bitcoin Twitter that are apparently freaking out about this, understand the economics or the game theory or how Bitcoin works well enough to be able to just be like, yeah, like who cares about this? Um, to act like you have to convince people to use Bitcoin the right way, or else Bitcoin's not going to work. Um, that's a problem. I, I don't. I, yeah, I don't understand why you would think Bitcoin was a good thing if that's what it required. No. Like, if 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 I had to go and like, if this podcast was about like begging people not to use ordinals. Because it's going to destroy Bitcoin, and then it's time to get out of Bitcoin. Right, then it would be more like, "Hey, uh, Bitcoin's dead, and this isn't going to work." If that's the mm -hmm. case, I mean, we, we've we've been through this with like the libertarianism stuff that um, having to go and convince people of liberty is just not really going to work. It's you need something that just creates good incentives for people to do the right thing and that's that's what's brilliant about bitcoin and that's why i'm so convinced it's going to work is because it just has this incredible incentive structure to make people work in favor of it as opposed to work against it and nothing that's going on in the ordinals or inscriptions changes the economics or the game theory around bitcoin so if you're worried about, well, it's going to clog up transactions and everything or clog up blocks because the transactions are big. Yes, it could. But I mean, these, these inscriptions have such large file sizes. I'm, I'm on ordinals.com and uh, you can click through. It's got like a... a um, what's it called? Like a block explorer for, for the ordinals. 
Ordinals.com. Yeah. And I just clicked on this first thing. And I, let me just say, I think the NFTs, like, artwork is just dumb. Tacky. Yeah. Corny and stupid. And I don't know why anyone wants one. Well, it's all like similar themes. Like it's it's. But those monkeys—they all look the same. These look like robot alien pigs or something. Right, and then I think the latest thing with these ordinals is like rocks that I thought were eggs, and it's just either like really pixelated, stupid, um, or it's it's. I, I don't, it's like, I, I don't get it. I don't get it at all. Yeah, Any sorry, I'm going. like, uh, holy cow. Someone put um, their cat, a picture of their cat. Nice. Died in January 08 to 2023. Cassius Carson lived a nice life. There we go. But like these, um... It's like people don't know what, because like they're very sharp images in the sense that, or at least some of these styles of, of things, um, like very sharp. And so, I don't know, it just like looks kind of nice, but it's like, do you not know that what, what vector graphics are? Like, it's not anything special. And then the other ones that are like super pixelated. It looks like someone did an MS paint. It's like you're... It's either like in like, 1994, right? It's either like a bitmap or a, a you know an SVG file, and people think that like that's something special or anything. And I, I, I just don't understand the appeal of it. But I opened up the first this last one, and um, I found that you know the transaction for it, and you can you can look up the transaction in any. Um, any block explorer. So I put it in mempool.space because I like that one. And um, so this transaction, um, it was done just uh, 38 minutes ago. And fees are kind of high right now in Bitcoin. Well, relatively. It's uh, last block, uh, 775373. Um, you needed at least 12 sats per virtual byte to get into that, um, to get into that block. And the next block coming up is between 19 and 470 sats per virtual byte is what's in there. So, and they've been, they've been above 10 it looks like for a little bit. Uh, yeah. So not many, uh, Mempool hasn't clicked. I mean, it's it's got a backlog of 38, 9, 10, 40, 40 blocks right now. So Mempool's kind of clogged up more than more than usual. Um, you can usually kind of get in if right away or waiting a couple blocks with with one sapper bite. But um, so this whatever laser pig thing, uh, um, their fee rate was 18 sats per virtual bite, which was you know, on the lower end, maybe they overpaid a little bit to get in uh, to that block. But the size of the transaction 
was 130.77 kilobytes. So that made this guy's fee 589,734 sats, or at the current Bitcoin price, $134.60. Really wanted that on there, huh? Right. And so if you... If you um, compare that to like a single uh, a, a single uh, trans a, a transaction a regular transaction where your input is a single UTXO and your output is is whoever you're sending the money to plus your change, um, that's like usually like 122 bytes. So. Much less expensive. Yeah, so a difference of about uh, it's a, about a thousand times <laughs> larger yeah. of a transaction. Yeah. Um, I'm looking just at a random transaction. So the first one in the last block. was 195 bytes so yeah so you're, so it's going to be like between yeah i think 122 is about as small as it'll go from from what i've seen on stuff to maybe you know depending on how many utxos or and and how many outputs you have it's going to be a couple hundred bytes probably so you're multiplying that by a factor of a thousand for these uh, for these inscriptions going on. So yeah, that's so it's cool right I'm, now, but you're not going to move them around every day. Yeah, and there's this whole thing about you know because a lot of the um, a lot of the information in the uh, in the inscription is in uh, the witness section that gets discounted. Um, that data gets discounted when you're coming because that's that's why you have like the virtual bytes versus the byte. So like the fee rate is technically a little bit lower for for these inscriptions. But I mean, for this, like you could basically fill it, have about a thousand just regular Bitcoin transactions for for one of these uh, inscriptions, just based on what, what we were just looking at for this first one. Let me find a more a simple one. Um, pudgy. There's just a thing that just says pudgy. Is that from ordinals.com? Yeah. It's taken mm. its good old time to load. So. But like... My reaction to all this was like, okay, so if you want to challenge, like, not challenge, but, uh, all right, it came up. Let me, uh, let me pull this up real quick. Just to give another example of one, just to see, oh, goodness.
Why did I do that? Uh, why is there... It's like 15,000. Someone's reusing an address over and over and over again. Nice. Hold on. Let me see. Does the ordinal wallet use a static address? No, no. I just searched by uh, and the block explorer by the address. Uh, hold on. I was looking up the wrong. They've got different naming conventions and stuff, it seems. So, okay. Here's the transaction. Found it. This one says it's 260 bytes. Hmm. Then that's the Genesis transaction. Then the so I don't know what I'm. Let me find another one. <laughs> <laughs> You're looking for a simple one? Yeah, just one that like looks like it's a small file. Here's one that just says BlackRock on it. In letters. Well, there's your pudgy one. Yeah, some of those monkeys are on there. Yeah. This is make, making for great podcasting. Yeah. Okay, this is in two transactions. Um... Two point one three kilobytes. So that's about ten times as big. I think I think I'm looking at this right. I don't know. Two kilobytes. Two point one three kilobytes. Yeah. Mm. So that yeah, would be ten, twenty times. Yeah. Ten. Ten times. Yeah. Ten. Ten. Twenty times. Which is still big. So, I mean, you're you're using a lot more of the block space for these ordinals than or these uh, inscriptions than you would for just a regular transaction. So if you really want, you know, to bid, to move your picture of your rock around. Like and yeah. If, if you really want to, uh, you know, bid against me when I'm, when the total fee that I'm doing, even though we're paying around the same fee rate, but your transaction size is so much bigger than mine. If you really want to spend that money to do that, okay, you're going to probably have fun staying poor. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get really expensive for you to, uh, to move these transactions around, even though we're, we're spending the same fee. Um, so I, I think it's just going to, like, long story short, is I think that people just get priced out of doing yeah, I th this. I think it's something people heard about, and they're like, cool, I want to try this. And then you do it, and then you're like, well, that was expensive. Right. For not really accomplishing anything, you're just spending a lot of money to, you know claim that you like your uh, whatever your nft kind of deal is it, it's mm -hmm. it's nfts are i think are dumb 
whether they're on Ethereum or Bitcoin or anything else. Yeah. So, um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I, there's not much more to like that. That's that's my reasoning for being like, we can't stop it. People are just going to stop themselves, though, because that's what no, it, it has to. Right, and people, and because that that article we talked about at the beginning, they're like, oh well, what if, what if they start putting, you know, four megabyte, a single four megabyte transaction, in, and that just like takes up the entire block, and you can't get anything else in. And it's like, oh right, well they'll ha- they're going to have to spend more than everybody else is willing to spend for that Everyone to go in there. Mind. But the right. thing is, you can. What's that? They would have to spend more than all the other transactions combined. Right. But the thing is, you can do that sort of spamming right now. You just create True. a lot of transactions, just a ton. And, and if you have the software to do it and the computer to do it, it's really not that big of a deal to do it. You create like 2,000 transactions, enough to fill a block, or maybe maybe it's more than that. You know, like one to 4,000, I don't know. Call one to four thousand transactions, which a computer can do that pretty quickly, and you just have the fee rate be high enough that it, it, it gets on the next block, right? And so you can you can do that sort of spamming right now. It's just, just it requires a little bit of an you know it requires an algorithm in order to do it versus just like doing the one in one fell swoop. So maybe you could argue maybe it makes it a little bit easier to do it, but like the economic game theory behind why you wouldn't do that is still the same. It would get really expensive because the people that actually have purposeful transactions are probably going to be willing to bid up their their uh, their fees a little bit so they can get in, into a block. So in order for this to be sustained and you're blocking people from um, being able to send their transactions you need to keep filling up block space right and so and then you need to do it at at an increasingly higher fee rate and so it's going to get really expensive for you real fast so if you can sustain that if your idea is that like you're trying to attack bitcoin because you want to destroy it, but you're enriching miners. And when you start enriching miners and fees go up, then you're going to start attracting more miners. And so you're going to have, you know, before the, uh, the um, if this happens very quickly and suddenly, you know, a lot of miners switch online because the fees are just like so high, before the difficulty adjustment, you're going to like speed up the number of blocks that are going. Mm-hmm. You're going to have a lot more mining going on. And so mm-hmm. that means you have to be spending even more money. Spam the system, yeah. Right. So it's just really not a good way to attack Bitcoin. So that's why I'm really not concerned about it being used as an attack vector because it's like so many other things. It's the system is designed to make you not want to do something like that. So it's really no better of an attack. It just makes it a little more convenient of an attack factor. Um, but it's still just a bad idea and it's a great way to get wrecked. So if you want to do that, go ahead. 
you'll just impoverish yourself and then you have to quit <laughs> and then all the transactions go in like normal and it's just a total waste of time. So yeah, there's a, uh, as far as this being like a way to create censorship on Bitcoin or something. And, and then too, if you are, if you're a node that just keeps sending out like these spam transactions and everything, then, you know, the nodes around you that you're connected to might just drop you all, like drop you out of their, uh, out of their peer group and not interact with you anymore. And then you got to connect someone else. And then, so it's just, you know, there are ways to do this. Now, I don't think it would be great to say, oh, anything that we can detect that has an ordinal in it, ordinal in it we're not going to accept that. Um, now, I guess you could do it that uh, that you don't, you know, you kind of reject that transaction um, as far as like, uh, the gossip network of, of moving those transactions around. If, if you are running a node and you really don't like ordinals and, and NFTs and stuff, you could probably program your node to say, yeah, if, if we detect a transaction coming in, we're not going to, we're not going to pass it, pass it out to our peers. Um, now I don't know what that does with like your mempool with once you get, um, once a block does get mined and it's got that ordinal in it, I don't know if it like slows you down with processing the, the block because you don't already have the uh, the transaction in there. Uh, but as long as it's a valid transaction in the block, it's your your node's going to accept it. But um, to take it a step further to say like, oh, well, I'm not going to accept blocks that have uh, ordinals or NFTs in them, then you would you would do uh, you would split the chain. Um, well, well, no, but, uh, you would just go off off the chain. Like mm-hmm. you wouldn't. As soon as a, a block with an ordinal and it gets mined, um, and then all the other miners build on top of that block, you're just going to sit there stagnant until someone starts, until someone mines a block that follows your your rules. At which point, that's when you have a chain split. So, um, unless you got like all of the nodes in the network. To be like, yeah, we're rejecting this, and miners agree, then you could, you know, it would be like a soft fork, but um, it, it, it's, I don't see that coordination happening, and I would, that would be something like I'm not, like going, I am against this, these ordinals, but I would be against trying to create a soft fork to stop this from happening that that would be a bad idea and you would probably fork the network yeah that's kind of what i was trying to say earlier is that i don't like it but it is what it is right and that's why i think it'd it'd be interesting to get in some of casey's like arguments for um what he's doing and stuff and i i thought his arguments were like really weak um, yeah, one thing he, he, he uh, well, I, I don't know how, well, one of the things he said was, um, as we transition out of a block reward, you know, you need to make sure the fees are there. Well, I mean, 
I'm kind of hoping when we get to that point, the price is going to be a little higher than $23,000. <laughs> There's going to be more people in there and more transactions. Right. Um, so he's trying to rate what he what he said is this will this will increase the fees on the network, which will bring miners in. Um, yeah, I don't think we need Casey or any other individual to decide what the right yeah. fee size exactly, yeah. is right now. Like, because he started out, oh, I hate the government, um, which yeah, is good. Yeah, that's why I got into Bitcoin. I hate the government. Cool. Right. Me too. So he's probably against central planning, but you know, but then he wants but to be I the know planner. Best. I know best. Yeah. So kind of, uh, you know, you could say, well, yeah, of course, fees have to go up in the long run, but that doesn't mean that, like, I'm going to do something to induce fees going up high right now. It's kind of silly. Um, like we were saying, the economics and the game theory of Bitcoin already work really well. Um, if fees are low right now, then that's that's fine. Um, it allows people to do more things. It allows people to onboard and like the Lightning Network and and be able to start using Bitcoin on chain pretty cheaply. And so, it, so it's, it's not necessarily. Yeah, there's ways. Yeah, there's ways to look at it and say that like actually it's it's okay that this is happening right now. Um, but I thought like. When Lavera is like, all right, well, why? What, what's your argument for ins inscriptions and ordinals and stuff? And he's like, well, I think art and culture is important. Yeah. Well, so do like, I, by the way. Yeah, so do I. But like, it doesn't mean it has to be on a blockchain. Yeah, and I also think art and culture are not for the sake of having art. Right, because I don't really consider these NFTs to be art. Not meaningful just, art anyway. Right. Just like, especially, especially when it's like just algorithm generated stuff, like yeah, just having a computer, you know, punching a couple in, random inputs into a computer and having it spit out pixels on a screen. Like it's not meaningful art. It's not like walking right. into a medieval cathedral. Or not going to go downtown in Old City and looking at all the buildings that were built in the 1700s that are still standing, 1800s, right. you know? Right. That beauty, like that puts beauty in the world, uh, something mm -hmm. to experience, something touches it, something human, you know? Uh, but a picture isn't necessarily art or meaningful art anyway. In my well, opinion. especially when that, when, when you don't need. The NFTs or the ordinals or the the inscriptions in order to create and distribute you have them. You could have them anyway, right? <laughs> like, they don't need to be on the blockchain for all of time. And I get there's some like some kind of I guess cultural things about it where it's like kind of a thing where you can oh yeah, it's cool to do do it on Bitcoin or the blockchain or whatever you want to say, but like I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that's it's still just like a real weak argument and then he and then what another thing he said that I didn't really like was it um you know well maybe you know a lot of people get into ethereum because they started with mm -hmm. nfts and then they they stay in ethereum because they start using it for the nfts and stuff so he's like I think that 
people getting into Bitcoin for like the sound money aspect is the right reason to get into Bitcoin. But he goes, you know, if they get into Bitcoin because of NFTs, you know, maybe for the wrong reasons, then then still I in like Bitcoin. that too. Yeah. And I agree with that. What like I agree with that to an extent, but like I accept so someone getting into Bitcoin because they want to buy and sell drugs and then they stay in Bitcoin because they start learning about it and realize it's useful just generally as money. Like I accept that, that people might enter Bitcoin for bad reasons. <laughs> but it wouldn't be like, let's start selling crack uh, for Bitcoin because it'll bring in the crackheads. Right. Like <laughs> I don't believe that it's a good idea to trick people into something like that, to lie, to basically like induce the bad behavior uh, because not everyone is going to like have the Bitcoin conversion, if you will, and adopt sound money and reject their previous old habits. Like a lot of people are going to get end up end up getting wrecked. And a lot of people are going to pay one hundred thirty bucks for a transaction and go, "That was stupid." Right, or even worse, they go and you know buy this NFT for a huge amount of money, and then the rug gets pulled out from, and they realize they are holding on to something absolutely worthless. Like you just impoverished that person, yeah, and you did it because, and you you were trying to like that was your intent was to induce them into buying this thing because you're like, well, in my utilitarian worldview, this is actually better so i can kind of like manipulate people um into doing bad things because it might turn out good for them later on like it's just i think it's just wrong to lie to people anyway yeah and um i did think it was funny he was trying to like stay on the good side of maxi's maximalists being like yeah. no it's sell money we need sell money definitely sell money sell money but Yeah, I, I so I just like I I just reject the idea of just because we can accept something and say like and, and kind of make lemonade with the lemons of people doing bad things, but it turning out okay for them. Like we sh that does not follow that you should, you know, incentivize and induce and support people doing bad things, like. If someone came up to me and said, like, oh, yeah, I heard about these inscription things, the NFTs on Bitcoin. Should I get into that? I would say no. Just buy Bitcoin Just because buy Bitcoin. it's useful as money. And if that if that prevents, the, if that holds them back from getting into Bitcoin a little bit, then, then so be it. But I'm not going to lie to them about what's good or bad about Bitcoin. Um. And that brings me to another point because I think that like I think people are don't have um, well-formed moralities with a lot of stuff, including like that example is a good one where it's like, oh, it's okay to lie and deceive people because the outcome might be good. Um, but this idea of I think that this like I'm not going to say that I'm not going to go out there and say like, if you use ordinals and inscriptions, you are evil, and you know I'm going to I'm going to violently prevent you from doing that. No, like if you own the UTXO, it's your property; you can do what you want with it. But 
to take this view that like um that your morals are the same as is just whatever the property owner wants is is kind of ill-formed morality um so i you know i do believe that it is not good to waste block space just like i believe it's not good to waste food so Mm -hmm. there are other people out there that are trying that are interested in bitcoin and trying to use it there's a lot of people that are poor I really don't have a lot of money to spend on high transaction fees because someone decides to use a two, uh, make a two megabyte uh, transaction to share a picture of a pet rock. Um, sorry, the cat just jumped up on the desk and he's about ready to create chaos. Um, so uh, let, let me use a different example. It would, it's like, you know, imagine a private property rights society and a dude just starts buying up all the food and he just burns the food. And his justification is, well, private property rights, like uh, I bought it fair and square and it's my prop. Once I buy the food, it's my property. And if I want to burn it, that's my prerogative. And you should not use violence to stop me. And all of that is correct and true. However, like, are we going to sit there and say, oh, that, that he's a good guy? <laughs> well, there's like people that are hungry and unable to get food. You know, they're not able to feed their kids. Um, doesn't really seem like that great of an outcome for society that the cat is up here. Just hold on. I got to get rid of him. Um, that really doesn't seem like a good outcome for society. And while he might not be violating property rights by doing what he's doing and he's perfectly within, you know, the property rights, like, we can have other moral, you know, ideas and principles to say he's not a good person. Yeah. And we might not use violence to stop him from doing what he's doing. And it's kind of a goofy example because, you know, the market, like other people would bid up food prices who really, really need it. We just look at the law of demand. Yeah, but again, not this is last. I mean, it would this be- is the yeah. same exact thing as the block space thing we were talking about earlier. It's, if you really need food, you will bid up the price to get the food you absolutely need. Right. Likewise, if you really need to get in, into a, an occupant block, you're going to bid up the price of your transaction. So it's it's just the law of demand working out the same way. And so if we can say that it's wrong for this guy to just like buy up all the food to prevent other people from getting it um, and just has like a dumb reason that he's buying the food and destroying it. Uh, there's really no difference in saying that like someone using up scarce block space in order to use their NFTs. So the cat is just being relentless with pulling and biting wires all over the place. He's just, maybe he really, maybe Grum really likes NFTs and he's 
And he's really upset, and he's on Team Vake about this. Could be. But I don't know why he just wants my attention now, and he knows this this will get it. It's really annoying. But um, what was I saying? Um, yeah. So we can we can say that like, yeah, this this seems like a waste of block space, and it's it's probably not great <laughs> that this is happening. And um, you know, uh, something that that Casey kind of said too is that like, well, you can't you can't be upset about people using block space for ordinals because what's that? Why aren't you? A, you should also be upset for anyone using Bitcoin. Um, and using up block space, but I don't agree with that. I, I don't think that's a fair thing to say because when other people are just like using Bitcoin as for its like regular thing, I don't I don't have a problem with that. Um, much like if you were to go to the gym, and you know if someone's using a piece of equipment that you also want to use, but he's just like you know working out like a normal person. It's like, all right, I just got to wait my turn. And when he's done, then I, then I can hop on. And there's no problem with that. I, I don't think anyone gets upset when someone's on the on a piece of equipment that they want to get on. a TikTok video and rip the guy. Yeah. But let's say, you know, you're trying to get on the, uh, the leg press and there's someone doing... Um, Sitting on a drink and a beer. Or not even that. He's got five pounds of weight on it. As well, you can have five only five pounds of whatever. And he's doing um, ten sets of five hundred reps. And so he's going to be there like all night. Like that would annoy any reasonable person that's going to the gym. And if you question him on it, he said. I am I am using this machine the way it was I intended paid to be my used. membership just like you paid your membership. And I'm just doing it a little bit differently than you, but uh, where do you come in and say like, "Oh, it you know, uh you should be doing like uh three sets of like 4 to 10 reps." Well, I'm just doing it a little bit differently than you. I'm doing more. I have more. Like that that would make anyone get really annoyed. <laughs> um and I think it's the same thing with like using the block space. When you're like using up block space and making it more expensive and more difficult for people to get transactions in because you're doing something that is like by all accounts dumb. Like, yeah, I, I like people are going to get annoyed, like reasonable people are going to get annoyed at you. Whereas it's like, if you see that there's a lot of people using it it's, and it's congested and starting to get expensive because it's just a lot of regular Bitcoin transactions you're going in, you're like, all right, well, everyone's just like doing the same thing I am. Um, so, I mean, I think sometimes you go to the gym it's really busy it's hard to get on things you gotta wait till later you know it's just like right uh, but it's normal normal transactions um but like but yeah but there's a distinct difference between going to the gym at a busy time yeah then no, that's what i'm saying it's like it's yeah. the same as bitcoin when there's a lot of transactions it's going to be harder to get on we have to wait we have to go at a different time 
But yep. it can be annoying because you want to do it now, but you understand. Like right after yeah. work's a busy time at the gym. Everyone's getting out of work and going to the uh, to the gym. It's going to be a busy time. You might have to wait a couple blocks. Yep. So I think to condense this these ideas down to something is that you know your pri- you can do whatever you want with your private property as long as you're not violating the private property rights of someone else and and it's unjustifiable to use violence to prevent someone from using their property in a in a way that doesn't violate someone else's property rights however um it's not good to waste resources so you can you can um say i will not you have the right to do something but i don't have to agree with what you're doing um, right and so like just because you have the right to create one megabyte transactions doesn't mean doesn't mean that you're right to do it i and i t- intentionally use the same word right there just to yeah. be annoying, but um, it's like Chris Rock joke: drive a car with your feet, don't make it a good idea. Right. Yeah. So, um, I think that's one one idea that people have to like kind of come to terms with a little bit is that like your your moral worldview should not just be property rights. That's just like the basic. Like what? What? Um, what? Um, what? What is the uh, the like the basic obligation I have to someone else? All right, if he's not violating my property rights with his property, then I can't use violence against him. And so, but that doesn't really instruct you on how to like live your life very well. On top of that, it's just like the basic of what you owe someone else. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's, I think arguments like, well, it's his pro it's property and he can do what he wants with it when he's obviously doing something stupid with it, that's harming other people is, uh, is just weak. And again, this doesn't mean, oh, we get to put a gun in this guy's face to make him change his behavior, but it doesn't mean we have to accept it and say that it's good. Right. So, uh, I mean, I did write some notes in here. Yeah, I covered everything I wanted to cover on this. I don't know if you had any other thoughts. No, we're we're a little over an hour. We can cut it. And actually, like, real content for over an hour. Yeah, we didn't have all our commercials. Right. So enjoy this one, everyone. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, you ripped us off. (laughs) So, yeah, in summary, I think NFTs are stupid no matter where they are. Um, but I think this problem solves itself. And I don't need to freak out over it because if you if you really want to spend a lot of money on moving JPEGs around that anyone else just is right-clicking and saving, um, you can have fun staying poor, really. And you're just going to impoverish yourself. And so, 
yeah, I'm really not worried about it. And I think this is going to like in a year from now, we're going to look back and this is going to be one of those things that, oh, that was only a year ago. It feels like 5,000 years ago that this was a thing and it ended up becoming a whole lot of nothing. So. Agreed. All right. So. Oh, yeah. That's all I got. Thanks for listening, everyone. And we will catch you next week. Peace.